Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Murray, a.k.a. Leek. And I'm here with my main man, Cal, the soccer extraordinaire. And we're here to talk about soccer this week on Super Weekend. Are you ready for some football? Yes, the other kind. <laughs> All right. So, Cal, so tell me about what drew you to soccer and why soccer is, like, one of your main loves. So, growing up uh, here in Queens, actually, mm-hmm. uh, my father put me into soccer right away. At right. a young age, I was going to soccer camps at age five. Next thing I know, fast forward, I'm competing at really high levels here in New York. Nice. Playing on a travel team that was ranked um, oh, wow. in the state and on the East Coast and had some national recognition. Nice. And somehow ended up finding myself training with the Sao Paulo Football Club in Brazil. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brazil so, has like one of the best programs in the world, and you just trade with Sao Paulo. Yeah, so so it was it was pretty crazy. So my, my team I was playing with uh, here in New York it was out on Island. Okay. Uh, the Ron Conkmo crew at the time. Okay. They uh, somebody had seen me play in a tournament and said, "Hey, you know, you should try out for the training squad in in Brazil." And I was just like, oh, "What? <laughs> yes. Like, All right. You know, I got yeah. nothing, I got nothing to lose." Yeah. So, uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Scott, Scott Kane, we decided to like, you know, trap together and we both made the training squad. Nice. The next thing you know, uh, it was, I think the summer after our junior year of high school nice. and we decided to pick up and move to Brazil for a few months <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we trained with the squad down there and it was like an unreal experience. That's amazing, living in Brazil for a few months, wow. Yeah. That was amazing. Did you pick up any Portuguese or anything? Oh, for sure. That's that's the only way to get by. Yeah. You know, because obviously Americans get the least respect in the soccer soccer world. I mean, right? we didn't even make the World Cup this past this past round. Yeah, that was that's another story, right? Yeah. But when I got down there, I said, you know, that at least the the first way I can try to earn respect is to learn the language, mm-hmm. appreciate the culture, mm-hmm. and so before Rosetta Stone got big, I picked up these language discs called Pimsleur and I just picked it up right away, was able to have some pretty decent comp level conversation up until a certain point. Mm-hmm. And I had to mm-hmm. tell people, I'm not, I'm not Brazilian. <laughs> and they're like, what? And, you know, everybody blends, I, I blended in yeah, pretty well. You know? we, we could definitely pass with Brazilian. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. So um, it, it, was, it was a great experience. I would love to go back. Um, it's something I would really need to, need to do, I think. Yeah, I would love to travel to Brazil. Like, I only know two words, sim and abigado. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Those you. are two yeah, words. Yeah, yeah, two important words. Yeah, yes, yeah, so thank you. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. So, Sao Paulo, that's amazing. So, and you're traveling, like, I mean, usually people say they're traveling or they're going to, like, from New York to Virginia, New York to New Jersey, New York to Connecticut. You're going from New York to Brazil. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Cool, yeah. cool. So you're in Brazil, you're, you're training and everything like that. So now you're, let's flash forward to now, and now you're a big EPL fan, especially Chelsea, a big Chelsea fan. So talk about like how Chelsea's been having their ups and downs this season. Yeah, so it's funny. Being a Chelsea fan is an interesting journey. You know, yeah. you know if, if you draw the parallels to any other sports, you know, I'm not really sure which team you'd compare them to. You know, maybe, you know, in basketball, perhaps they're, close to you know the, the Spurs oh okay you know, okay you know, in some in some ways um, but not the same level of consistency with management so right. 
Chelsea fans are diehard fans. Right. They're super loyal to the game. Right. However, when it comes to management, there is no loyalty. Uh, you know, a, a manager can win you a championship one year, underperform the next year, and by the third year, the fans are calling for wow. new management. Wow. Um, even though you know there there was some track record of performance, and that's what's happening right now. So, Chelsea. I think they're they're fifth or sixth in the EPL, and you know they're they're vying for their fifth spot, fourth or fifth spot because uh, you know they recently had a pretty bad loss last week, but mm -hmm. they you know they they lost four four nil to to Bournemouth, but just today they they won five zero, mm -hmm. so you know that that those extra points will help them carry them forward. You know those are the crucial points in the EPL matches, mm -hmm. and I think that. You know the the new manager, Mauricio Sarri. He comes from from Napoli. He was a, okay. a former manager in, in Italy. Well, and, Serie A, right? Yeah, Serie yeah, A, Serie A, yeah. 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 And so he, you know, he's very vocal. Mm -hmm. You know, and and a lot of the managers that end up being a part of Chelsea are very vocal, and sometimes they say things inside and outside the locker room that bother the players and the fans. <laughs> And kind of, uh, they kind of reminds me of like Jose Mourinho, even though he's in uh, Me and You. Yeah, well, he, yeah, he just yeah, he, he just left. Canned. He just got canned. So, <laughs> so you know, it's the same same exact thing. The people they'll bring you in, and you know, if mm -hmm. if the players don't like you and the fans, you know, berate you on Twitter, mm -hmm. and then you, next thing you know, you may not have a job. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. So who are like um, the star players? In Chelsea, because I'm, I I started following Man U because like um, I'm a casual soccer fan, so I'm still saying soccer, and that shows how much of a football fan I am. So like I've I've known Man U because they've been like the most popular team, like the most branded teams. I know like Wayne Rooney and Pogba were over there. Um, who was like some of the big stars like all time from Chelsea? Chelsea, you have DJ Drogba, you have Frank Lampard. Um... You know, there, there's some really big names that have helped to carry the team forward. You know, they've won several championships in the EPL, se several tournament cups. Um, right now, I think some of the biggest stars are Eden Hazard. Oh, yeah. Uh, you have David Luiz. You have Pedro. Uh, and and right now, they're, you know, a lot of the team has changed mm -hmm. just, just recently. Mm -hmm. So just similar to like the basketball or football, there was a transfer window. Okay. And, uh, you know, since January 2nd up until the end of January, uh, around 10 players ended up getting transferred or put on loan. Oh, wow. Uh, and the composition of the team has changed a little bit. Uh, but, you know, right now, some of the standouts and, you know, others and other than those I've mentioned are also Angolo Kante, who was on the French national team oh. that, you know, won the most recent World Cup. Oh, yeah, they were a that team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, with sure. Pogba. So yeah. Pogba and um, the guy looks like Isaiah Thomas. The new Isaiah um, Thomas. Mbappe. Yeah, Mbappe, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's a young player. He's, yeah. he's, they say he might be like the next Pele. He's, yeah, like, he's really fast. He's like really fast. Yeah. Like, how old is he? Like 17? I think he's 19. 19, 19 wow. Yeah, 19, 20. Yeah, he's. Wow, he's a baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's a baby. He's, he's doing big things. He's, he's doing, doing big things. things. Did he like have like a hat trick in the, in the World Cup? I think he might have. I think he might have scored the most goals or 
he might have tied like a, a crazy record for the youngest player to score the most goals yeah. in the World Cup. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, you know, you see these, you know, you see them running up and down the pitch. I see him running soccer Running up and down the pitch. Okay, got that one right. I'm wearing my Barca kit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, I mean, I'm used to seeing guys running up down the, the pitch, you know, but then Mbappe just, like, separates himself from the whole, the whole field. Like, he's just, like, zooming back and forth like Speedy Gonzalez. And, like, it's just mind-blowing how, like, how fast he is. Yeah, like, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's interesting. So, like, you know, when I think about Chelsea specifically, mm -hmm. you know, another player that's, like, really quick on the field is, is, is Eden Hazard. Okay. You know, he, he gets subbed in. Uh, if, he, if he's in his natural role as a midfielder, mm -hmm. he displaces everybody because he's all over the place. Wow. And, you know, when you're a player like that who just displaces people, puts them out of their position, mm -hmm. it ends up making them very difficult to, to guard. Yeah. Um, so, so that's what you end up seeing with players like Mbappe and, and some of the other young players that are workhorses on right. the field. Right. And, like, if I'm not mistaken, the soccer field is much larger than the football field. But actually, it's not that much different. Um, I think the width varies, but the length is essentially the same, you okay. know, around the hundred yards. Yeah, so, mm -hmm. it's amazing. Like you know, they're running like literally like nonstop, like from one side of the field to the other side of the field. It's just like it really speaks to endurance. Yeah, no, it's a, that's a good point. I remember in high school, uh, there's something called the Cooper Test, and in order to make uh, the varsity team. You had to run two miles in under fourteen minutes, which okay. is you know a, a regular sort of standard. But I know mm -hmm. in college, I think you have to run that within twelve minutes. Okay. Yeah. So two six okay. minute miles. So you yeah. got you've got to have the endurance because yeah. I think they say on average you run two miles within a soccer game. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I definitely like see like in the, in the corner like certain soccer games you'll see like this is a. a, a Miles ran by the players. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Who's the star from Croatia? Uh, the guy with long hair. But so I'm thinking about people running and I like. See yeah, he uh, he just won the Balador. I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, it's like Pilicic. Something like that. Uh, get up. <laughs> I should know this. I should know this. Um, you can just ask ask Siri if you got your iPhone. Oh, I got you Detroit. Got Detroit. Uh, boo. <laughs> hey Siri. <laughs> Who's the star soccer player from Croatia? Oh, Luka Modric. There you go. Enjoy Luka, once again. Luka Modric, you quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Oh man. So yeah, so Chelsea is awesome. Well, not not now, but they're they're they're, they're, they're good. They're yeah, they're good. They're you know right now the it's uncertain whether or not Sarri will continue as a manager mm -hmm. because the the. The loss that they just had was something that hadn't happened since like the 90s. Mm -hmm. uh, and right now he's playing a lot of people out of their natural position. So Angolo Kante, who is uh, a midfielder, he's playing, he's displacing him in his position. Same thing with Eden Hazard, who's typically a midfielder, he's playing up forward. And so the struggle that Chelsea has had in, in year over year is not having a solid, consistent striker. Maybe they've had some issues, injury issues, maybe off the field issues, and so they haven't been able to maintain that that striker. Now, I think Sari is trying to address that in some ways mm -hmm. and, and put some players that have scoring ability in different roles. Mm -hmm. However, it doesn't seem as though 
some of the players in their new new roles are producing as they would normally. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of bringing to question whether or not he's doing the right thing or his approach is right. And even in, in some of the games, the fans are super vocal. You hear chants saying, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's, it's, it's interesting and, uh, you know, it upsets a lot of the fans, but somehow we're still, you know, in the top five com- a competitive team, we're winning tournaments, uh, you know, we stand to qualify for the Champions League next year, That's so it. long as we continue, however, you know, it's it's all up to debate whether or not, you know, management will continue to, to be the same, right. you know, within Chelsea. So the Champions League, that's the UEFA, that's where they play, like, all the different leagues yeah, across Europe, so the exactly. Serie A, La Liga, and Bundesliga, Bundesliga. and, uh, is there another one? No, it's not just all the European leagues. Okay. So yeah, and, okay. and, and the, I think the, the league that comes out of Portugal as well. Okay, okay. Right. I like saying Bundesliga. Yeah. <laughs> Bundesliga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Dartmouth and uh, who else is in there? Um, RB uh, Blitzkrieg. That's like sort of the new team. That's a dope name. Yeah, it's, it's the, I think it's the new, the Red Bulls team. Okay. Yeah, so like apparently they've like come up the ranks. Um, there's the Turkish league as well that I think participates in, okay. in uh, the UEFA Cup. So yeah, it's like Fenerbahce. Is that how you say it? Yeah, I think so. Um, like you, usually like the the top team that comes out of there is a Galatasaray. Okay. Okay. I think um, Didier Drogba ended up playing there for a little while nice. after after his time at Chelsea. Nice, nice, nice. So we briefly spoke about the uh, World Cup. So like, were you were are you like who were you rooting for in this past World Cup? Because uh, the Americans didn't make it. Yeah, so you know, usually it's the U.S. You know, so mm-hmm. long as they are in it. Yeah. But this year, you know, I'm a big Messi fan. Right. And I wanted to see Argentina, you know, go forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, that didn't happen. Right. I something on the weather. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the fans, the fans yeah, are the listening. Fans are listening. <laughs> the fans are listening. <laughs> yeah, we got a new new viewers. The fans. <laughs> um, but. So right now, like, you know, it wasn't Argentina not because they ended up getting knocked out. After they got knocked out, I was like, all right, you know, the next team in line is Germany. And if it's not Germany, then, uh, you know, the usually I support all the, the African teams, right. you know. <laughs> 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 um, but, you know, as, as, as good as they, they did this year, uh, you know, they still, still fell short of expectations. Mm-hmm. A, lot of the, a lot of the teams, I know that. Egypt was expected to have gone yeah, far with Mohamed Salah, Salah. but yeah. I, mean, I know he was injured. Yeah, he had a gruesome so, shoulder injury on yeah, him, right? Yeah, yeah. bad injury. Yeah. Um, you know, I think after that, I was like, all right, I gotta rethink who I really want to support in mm-hmm. this World Cup. Mm-hmm. And then I realized Team France. Yeah, Team, Team France. Team France was something else. Yeah. Team France was something else. Mbappe, Pogba. Who else was on the France? They they just had a stacked squad, a whole bunch of young, super young players. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them, fit with you know, I guess origins from you know a lot African, of African right. nations. You know, many right. of them are family to, to African immigrants. Right. Um. So you know, there's like some political, you know, <laughs> some controversy about whether or not they were really Team Africa or not. Mm-hmm. But um. But you know, it's it's it was something something else to watch. It was a really interesting World Cup this year. You know, any anybody could have taken home the cup. You know, it was 
you know, even Russia was a contender. Yeah, they were. Russia, Russia who usually doesn't have, you know, the, a strong presence on the international stage. They, they advanced pretty, yeah. pretty well this yeah. year, or this, you know, this most recent World Cup. Mm -hmm. And um, they, they left an impression, I think, for everybody. They really did. Because when I think of Russia, I think of hockey. So I don't really think of Russia with the soccer. So it was like, that was really earth-shattering to me. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you know, France played Croatia in the final. And mm -hmm. I think it might have been Croatian-Russia before that. It was, right? it was. And so, you know, it was, it was interesting because they were the host nation. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think in the last World Cup before that, when they played in Brazil, you know, Brazil was the host nation and didn't yeah, do they too did well. Not, no, Deutschland gave him a real blitzkrieg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you get all the puns here with sports league. <laughs> but yeah, they were yeah. they really gave it to him. Yeah, they, they did. I remember watching it at the off at my old job, and uh, it was like a lunch break, and we were like watching it. Lunch break, lunch break. break. Yeah, <laughs> lunch break. <laughs> and then um, it was just it was just almost laughable because like. Germany came up and got every single goal they wanted. It was like it was eight zips or like that. It was it was something it was crazy. Embarrassing. It was it was terrible for yeah. a host a host team and uh, you know Brazil was known to be the mecca for yes. soccer. Yes, uh, dominant dominant program and, team. And even though you know it, they had a lot of young players, but apparently they just you know Neymar, the guy who's the guy from uh, Real Madrid with the big hair, the fro. Oh, uh, um, more something. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, they, they just didn't produce. And was, uh, hopefully, hopefully they produce, you know, you know sometime in the mm -hmm. next World Cup in, in Qatar, mm -hmm. which is in 2022, which is kind of crazy because yeah. I think that whole setup, it was very controversial for Qatar to have won the World Cup mm -hmm. because, you know, you're in the desert. Usually the World Cup is in the middle of the summer. So mm -hmm. how do you accommodate for the heat, yeah. being in the desert and all, you know, and the, the level of play, mm -hmm. you know, these people are, you know, there are going to be health issues that may come up and mm -hmm. arise, and I think a lot of the, the new stadiums are going to be, be air-conditioned. Okay, to, good. To accommodate for that, That's but, good. you know, most of the teams that, most of the countries that end up hosting the World Cup don't have the infrastructure to host them, and yeah. so it ends up being like a big issue for yeah. a lot of the teams. I think it's the same thing in Russia, like, you know, think about the Olympics. There was, mm -hmm. you know, in Sochi, a lot of, oh, people, Sochi, yeah. a lot of people were saying that they, <laughs> there's some issues with the like, plumbing and, mm -hmm. you know, all types of other things and whether or not, you know, the, the country can accommodate, uh, you know, just all these people converging on one place at one time mm -hmm. and not having enough stadiums or mm -hmm. the, the appropriate facilities, but you know they, they made it work. Yeah, they made it work, and uh, you know I think it ended up being a, a a good show. A lot of people really enjoyed you know watching the Olympics. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And then back to um, the World Cup. Like I remember '98, and I think it was like 2002. Like the Reggae Boys and the Soka Warriors were like in the World Cup, and they were killing it. But then now, in recent years, I haven't seen any of the Caribbean nations. Yeah, so, represent. you know, it, it's interesting. The, you know, I think it's the group that they, that they play in. It's a very competitive group. You have the U.S., you have Mexico, all the Central and South American teams, and coming from the Western Hemisphere. So it's very easy for them to get crowded out because they are some of the smallest nations mm -hmm. to, you know, that don't maybe have as deep of a, of a talent pool as some of the other countries. Right. 
So you may have, you know, somebody that has roots, perhaps, that comes from Jamaica or Trinidad or someplace yeah. else, but they're so high quality caliber, they end up deciding, you know what, I'm going to play for the U.S. because right. I think, you know, my shot is better there. Right. Um, and so you end up seeing a lot of players that, you know, have roots in those, those places and they're playing against, you know, their country of mm -hmm. where they have ties to and then it beating them and the next thing you know, they're advancing. So, yeah. so it's tough for them, you know, to advance, but I, you know, I forget, I think there was, um, Tunisia, right? Tunisia qualified for the world cup, mm -hmm. um, this past go around and some really other small nations as well. Mm -hmm. And so it begs the question, like whether or not. You know, some of the smaller Caribbean nations can continue to be competitive again yeah. and sort of rise to once where they once were. Right. You know, I think it was back in like the 1974 World Cup, um, Haiti ended up playing Italy and oh, ended, up, nice. ended up scoring the first goal and ended up being like a huge deal. You know? Oh, nice. Um, nice. And, I, you know, there are other you know, similar stories like that where some of the smaller Caribbean nations either upset or really shock the world mm -hmm. with, with some of their level of play. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Um, so let's talk about um, a recent, I'm going to try to parallel two, two sports here. Um, recently there was a trade between Porzingis um, from the Knicks to the Mavericks. Um, I wasn't in my office balled up crying. I wasn't doing that at all. <laughs> I would never do that. That's just ridiculous. But like, how does trades and how do how do transfers work in uh, in the soccer because apparently don't, don't they like you can go from one league to the next is that how that works yeah yeah you can go from one to, league to the next uh most of the leagues they try to align themselves very closely within their transfer window so like in the epl you know, january is your transfer window from you know the first of the month to the last day of the month okay you try to get all your transfers in uh I know that Chelsea recently picked up an American national, Christian Pulisic. Oh, from, Dor uh, from, yeah. Dor from Dortmund. Yeah. Um, but he's still under contract, and he's not playing with the team until I think in the summer. Okay. Uh, but you know Chelsea's moved around a lot of their pieces, and you know they picked up some players like Keith Wain. Okay. Um, from I think he's playing at Real Madrid. Okay. And uh, they got rid of a lot of their their marquee players like. Victor Moses, um, Marata, Alvaro Marata, and um, it's just a, a way, for, it's like a business and sort of fit sort of management call. So in soccer, if you transfer a player, they have the option to come back. Okay. Right? So okay. they're on loan, mm -hmm. you know, technically. Whereas um, maybe if somebody in the NBA gets traded, they're traded. Yeah, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah, they're, they're going gone. to Dallas. <laughs> they're going to Dallas. Trading their yeah. for cowboy boots. Yeah. <laughs> so, <coughs> you know, in soccer, you'll see t players come back. Come back. You know, mm -hmm. David Luiz is a good example of that. He got uh, put on loan for a while, and then he, he came back, and you know the team was real, and the fans were really happy to have him back because he is a strong player. And um, it's just interesting, you know, and it being a business decision, some. You know, clubs will play, pay top dollar to get, you know, a player on loan for a certain period of time. Mm -hmm. um, but I think this is like a really interesting year for soccer in general because a lot of players in the MLS have actually been picked up by other leagues in Europe. Oh, play. wow. 
So a player from Atlanta United who just won the uh, MLS Cup is going over to Europe now too? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it just speaks to how the MLS has come a long way. Yeah. You know, what, what has happened in recent years is that you know a player from the EPL who's had a tremendous amount of success, but maybe they're up there in age, nobody wants to pay them mm-hmm. big sums of money to continue playing. Mm-hmm. So they end up just going to the US. You know, like Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Him, yeah. you know, in LA Galaxy, you have Thierry Henry, who played for the Red Bulls. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have David Beckham, who, David came, Beckham. who came here. So Wayne Rooney's at DC United, right? Yeah, and Wayne Rooney's at DC United. Yeah. Um, DJ Drogba ended up playing for, I think, Montreal. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, okay. so you have, like, you know, this sort of culture of, all right, and um, I'm going to going to early retirement yeah. in MLS. Yeah. <laughs> but now the opposite is happening. You know, these players are competing at super high levels in the MLS. They're being recognized and and people in Europe are seeing value in bringing them to mm-hmm. to play from mm-hmm. MLS to the EPL or Bundesliga or, you know, some other league. So it's Bundesliga. Like some other, some other <laughs> yeah, it's good to see. Good so to see. Um, Christian Pusilic, right, they're, they're saying he's like probably the best U.S. soccer player in the yeah, I know. They, wow. they, they're saying you know, he's young. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Adams is another guy who's very young. Mm-hmm. And, you know, their contributions have been yet to be really well recognized across across the soccer sphere. But I think I think they'll have, have something to show us, um, you know, in this next round in the World Cup, for sure. Cool, cool. So, um, a lot of people like to talk about their Rushmore of basketball players. Um, not to do just four. If you can give me, I guess your top ten soccer players all time. Top ten. All right. You don't have to rank them. If you right. rank them, that would be more fun. But if you want to just give me your top ten, and then and then if you feel like ranking them after, it's fine. Sure, sure. So, uh, you know, I think watching soccer at an early age. You know, the first person I always hear is a, a Pele. Right. Right. You know, he's Brazilian house. He's the he's the he's the godfather. But you know, when when you think about, about more recently, I think you know Beckham comes to mind, Didier Drogba comes to mind. Right. Um, some of the old school Brazilian soccer players, um, Ronaldinho. Yes. Yes. Right? Robinho, Cafu, Kaká. Uh, Kaká went to was on Barca, right? Yeah, he was yeah. on. I think he was on Barca for a little bit. Uh, who else was there? Um, Thierry Henry. Right, an mm-hmm. unreal player. Mm-hmm. Ruben Van Nistelrooy um, from Man U. He was, you know, some, definitely some something special to, to watch. Um, Rio Ferdinand also on Man U. You mm-hmm. know, he had some issues on and off. The field, <laughs> but, you know, he, was, he was a very impressive player to, to see. You know, his contributions. Uh, Eden Hazard, Lukaku. Oh yeah, Lukaku. Uh, a lot of a lot of the players on the Belgium squad yeah. are yeah. something else. Uh, so, you know, I'm not sure how many I just listed just then, but I think when I think of if all my favorite players were all on one team, a lot of them came from Brazil. Yeah. You know, a lot right. of them came up in the same sort of cohort or class at the same 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 time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's at the time when Brazil was just unstoppable and they were winning back to back mm-hmm. World Cups. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you'd see like those crazy Nike commercials where, where Ronaldinho's just like hitting the post 
Oh right? yeah. Oh the yeah. Plus bar consistently. Yeah. And you're just like, is this like CGI <laughs> or is this real life? Because this is just insane. Right. It, it didn't. It didn't look real, but he was doing it like right. it was nothing. And, right. And it goes to show, like you know, him playing those games, like him just crossing people up <laughs> left and right, or just bending the ball into the goal mm-hmm. on those free kicks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, his his level of play was just insane. Yeah. yeah. One of my also like favorite plays in soccer too is like, um, well, my favorite, one of my I'll give you like my top ten favorite plays. Um, footballers, excuse me, sorry guys. My top ten footballers are um, Pele number one. Um, now and after that, it, it, yeah, I can, you can just break it however you feel. But I have Terry Henry, Didier Drogba, Ronaldinho, um, I like Balotelli. Balotelli. Um, who else? Who else? Messi, of course. I don't like Ronaldo because it's a rivalry, so I'm never going to pick him ever. It's a fire. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah, he's yeah. You gotta you gotta put some respect <laughs> on his name, right? How many awards have we won? He's gotta be the top ten. He's gotta be in your, in your top ten. Fine, yeah, fine, he's gotta be in your top fine. Ten. <laughs> um, Neymar, um, um, Beckham, uh, where am I? Is that five? I lost yeah, count. Yeah, it's easy to lose count. Right? Yeah, I lost count. <laughs> <laughs> just so many legends. Um, who else? I gotta give some love to Maradona too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to him. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Um, I like Lukaku. Lukaku's really good. He's, he's, he's a beast. He's a big dude. He's a big dude. He's a big dude, yeah. Big dude. Uh, Pogba is nice. Um, Mbappe. That dude is a monster. He's like, he's like, he looks like Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. And the way he gets buckets, I mean, the way Isaiah Thomas gets buckets is the same way Mbappe gets goals, too. So it's, it's, it's incredible. Um, I want to give a goal to love to Tim Howard. Tim Howard, yeah. yeah. Tim Howard, yeah, yeah. I think he's retiring this year, actually. Yeah, he was in the EPL too. He, he was, was really, yeah, yeah, he was in the Premier League for a for a while, mm-hmm. for for a long while. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are my favorite favorite old time footballers. Yeah, a lot of them were current, but a lot of them are still legendary too. So yeah. Um. So speak to me about tree soccer. This is something that you're working on and coaching. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm a board member for a nationally recognized nonprofit called Street Soccer USA, and uh, they're a very dynamic organization. But they're most well known for their annual Times Square uh, Street Soccer tournament uh, nice. every summer that's held in Times Square, New York. Nice. So what happens is, you know, their pro the way their program works is they make soccer uh, access oriented. Okay. So when you think about a lot of like travel sports. If you're a parent, you know, you want to send your kid to play in the most competitive leagues, it costs money. It's very expensive. Shoes, uh, you know, bus tickets, mm-hmm. food, all that stuff. Hotels. Equipment, hotels, it adds up. Mm-hmm. And what this does is it it allows people, kids, adults, and underserved communities to play for free. Mm-hmm. Um, and it allows them to also various levels Mm -hmm. so um, you know as a board member I'm responsible for um, raising awareness of the organization as well as um, you know soliciting donations and helping to raise money Mm -hmm. um, for their cause and so year over year they keep breaking records and it's really it's really great to see how the organization has grown Um, you know they're active in Brooklyn Queens the Bronx um, in Manhattan 
and uh, you know, every person who I've introduced to this organization is like fall in love with it just nice. because their storage is so great. You know, you hear about um, how they run leagues and homeless shelters, and, oh, and wow. give, you know, folks you know that you know are looking to get themselves you know off their feet or in a bad place something you know to enjoy, mm-hmm. um, or you know underserved communities and, and low income areas where. Um, kids have the opportunity to play just like they do in some of the wealthier neighborhoods mm-hmm. here in the city, um, and they're able to compete, mm-hmm. you know, at sometimes very competitive levels. And mm-hmm. so it's it's just great to see, um, you know, if you're in Times Square in New York this summer, look up the dates. Yeah, I'd encourage you to, to check it out. Oh, cool, cool. That is great. That is fantastic. Playing in Times Square must be. No, oh, it's a yeah. it's a blast. It's unreal. They usually get like MLS players to come out. Wow. Uh, you know, a lot of you know both from the women's men, women and men's national team. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's great. I mean, the women's team like wins gold medals like all the time. Like wins the trophy all the time. Yeah, yeah. They're they're it's it's so weird because you know the women's national team for soccer is very consistent in their gamesmanship. Right. Winning the World Cup. Right. Um, being very competitive in the men. Yeah, the men. Uh, men kind of so fall short. They kind yeah. of fall short. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just won it last last time around. Yeah, I think I think they they did. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure where they play this time. I think they actually play in France. Okay. I think they play in France. Is it this summer? I think it might be this summer. Actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that might be something yeah. worth checking out if you're yeah. in Europe. Definitely. Definitely. All right, Kyle, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. it. And that was it for the Super Sunday edition. And that was it for the Super... Yes, yes, Mooper alert, Mooper alert. His show is called Sports League. I think you got it. I can't tell you what it is. So y'all tune in again. I'll fill in for him just in case. <laughs> you can catch us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and SoundCloud Sports League. Thank you.